morning. I'm uh I'm laughing and I'll tell you why I'm laughing, brother May. Uh, he he knows why, but uh, I'm laughing and I'm gonna share it with you all. But first of all, good morning to everybody that's here. Um, just just so thankful to be here. Uh, it truly is a blessing anytime that there's an opportunity and the ability for us to fellowship and uh, assemble on today, which is the Lord's day. It truly is a blessing. Uh, I'm supercharged, you all. I want to let you all know now. I'm supercharged. Uh, yesterday, I had the ability to uh, fellowship and pray with some brothers on the other side. Uh, just showing what it truly means to be united in Christ. Uh, I had that opportunity yesterday and then coming to see you all. I hadn't seen you all in a week or so. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, encouraged and I hope to encourage you all. And I want to share with you all real quick. So me and Brother May uh, were laughing. If you all noticed that the same scripture was read to you all at 11 o'clock, the same at 9 o'clock. Because the same title is, is the same one that he used. So we will literally be doing the same lesson. Now, Brother May... <laughs> um, he gave me the foundation, so all I will very simply do is just build on top of that. And again, I want to make sure that I, I communicate this correctly because that there shows the spirit moving within this place. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. talk to him. There was no coordination, but it's just showing that we're brothers are aligned in the word. And that yeah. is a blessing uh, because yeah. you don't always get that. Uh, but I, I'm truly, truly grateful. And again, thankful for the opportunity uh, for, for this um, to stand before you all and just encourage you all. And again, very simply. Just going to do some encouraging. Um, several weeks ago, Brother Bobby gave a lesson. And before he gave his lesson, he gave some context as to how he prepares. And as he was talking about it, I was, I was agreeing. So a lot of the times, you know, this isn't a well thought out thing. A lot of times it takes, you know, you have to wait on God and he'll give you what he wants for you to communicate through his word. Yeah. And a lot of times it don't come to you to the day before about five or six. Sometimes. <laughs> It don't come until that morning. So, again, it's just one of those things. And, and God will, will show you what he wants you to see if you just allow yourself to be receptive to it. And if you, you're walking in his word and you will have the ability to see it. And uh, a couple weeks ago, Brother Jackson asked me, I had my boys and he said, hey, man, how much have you learned from them? And I just laughed because at the time, you know, you got you want to say something, but it's so much you can't really say nothing. You just all you can do is laugh. So this lesson this morning came from a conversation that I had with my children. Um, this is the time of year, as Brother May mentioned, at 9 o'clock. Uh, this is the time of year where, where holiday season. People are, are talk Christmas and the, whatever's associated with Christmas. And my son, uh, Jordan, we've gone through this process. So Jordan, he's in a place. I've done this. Jacob could care less one way or the other. As long as you get me something, I could care less what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't care. But Jeremiah, me and Jeremiah are in a place. Right? We're in a place where we're conversing, and this lesson came from conversations with my son, with my six-year-old son. And so he was in school, and you all bear with me this morning. He was in school, and uh, they were the emphasis is Jesus' birthday. Huh? Yeah. So, right. So I'm talking to my son, and I'm communicating to him. And I'm saying, hey, son, historically, that ain't accurate. So we're having a conversation. And at the end of the conversation, he processed it in such a way it was beautiful, you all. He said to me, listen. People say that it's Jesus' birthday, but it's not. It's just they choose to celebrate it during this time. That's what my six-year-old son said to me. So now, with that being said, and y'all pray for my son, because there's the things that all the kids, they have to deal with. So as, as he, he went to school a couple days later, and, and let me tell you all something. Let me be very clear. Jeremiah Caleb Rosier is wrecking some lives and some kids. He wrecking some lives. I don't want y'all to understand that. I don't care. So if you have not shared the truth with your children this morning, sorry. But uh, so Jeremiah Caleb Rosier is causing some problems at his school. So he came to me. He said, Dad, uh, you know, 
They keep saying that it's Jesus' birthday. I said, son, you know, we already talked about it. I said, I know, I know, but they just keep saying it. I said, son, all you have to do is stand on what's true. That's it. And, that's, and I'm giving that to him now. So when he get older, we don't have to worry about it. So Friday, I believe it was. I think it was Friday. Friday, he came home. He said, Dad, listen, they made me write this letter to Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is true. I'm, I'm, this is true, you all. This is true stuff. So, so he said, Dad, they made me write this letter to Santa Claus. And when, when he got home, he was so defeated. He was like, Dad, I, I had to do it. My teacher said I had to do it. He said, I'm going to erase it and put your name on it. <laughs> I said, hey, man, but, but I say that, and I, I say that because that's just, where, that's just where I am. And again, Brother May, I communicated it to Brother May on a Monday night, and, and we talked about it. And that's just, you, we have to understand that that's what the world is giving to our children. Yeah. And we've got to understand, listen, if we don't send our children out in the world with the truth, then they're going to get some truth, whether, whether it be from you or from someone else. So, again, y'all continue to pray for the kids. And again, if you hadn't shared that truth with your kids, sorry. <laughs> So, again, so the season of giving. There you go. Um, the season of giving. So when we listen to people talk to us in the world about the season of giving in this particular month, uh, it, it was, I think, a couple weeks ago. Was it Giving Tuesday, I believe it was? Giving Tuesday or something like that? So they have, what they've done is they set aside times for people to give and be in the giving spirit and being a giving mood. So... When we hear that in the world, what we are going to do this morning is, by the word of God, have the rebuttal to that particular phrase. And as we leave here today, anything, any phrase that anybody gives you during the month of December, I guarantee you they won't come back to you again. <laughs> so very simply what we'll do is for encouragement is we'll go through it. The season of giving. All right. So the season of giving. So if, if you know me and if you're familiar enough with me, you all already know that I like to ask why. Right. Yeah. My son. Jeremiah will beat you down with that. Why? Right? And because I teach them, listen, always ask why. So now, giving. Right? Let's understand giving. Reasons for giving. And I, and I listen to you all. I spent like a whole day trying to figure out why it is that people give gifts. I did this, you all. Just so you all, I did that. So the reasons for giving. Throughout history, the exchanging of gifts can be seen. And I, I'll go through ancient Egypt. You, know, you have pre-colonial times. Um, <laughs> The holiday of Thanksgiving is, quote unquote, based upon giving of the gifts. So now also, ancient Greece, and you have medieval times, right? And there's examples of different gifts that were given. The Statue of Liberty was given by France as a gift to the United States. Uh, the Fabergé egg was given. Ironically, it was given for Easter. It was an Easter gift. The Fabergé egg, the one that we see the, the, with all the diamonds, <laughs> was an Easter gift, ironically enough. So reasons for giving. So why we give gifts as people. And when we say we, understand, I'm just speaking in generalities. I ain't talking about us. To build and reinforce relationships. Right? A lot of times you give a gift because you want someone to know what you mean to them. Right? I'm going to give you a gift. I want the relationship that we have. I'm going to add something and strengthen it. Now you know how I feel because of what I've given you. Yeah. Hold on to that. It's a way of showing love and devotion. A lot of times when we give gifts, again, we, we go out of our way to make sure the gift that we give communicates how we feel about a particular person. Right? Love and devotion. Right? Very simple. Symbolic communication. If I don't have the words to say to you, receive this gift. And it's also, to, uh, you can gift to help others. Right? You can give a gift to help others. All right? So there are types of gifts. Practical and pleasing. 
So when we think about a practical gift, socks, right? That's something everybody, it's like practical and pleasing. When you give socks, you give socks with the implication that you're going to wear them. And now the type of sock you give, now if it's summertime, you get thinner socks. If it's wintertime, thicker socks. Understanding that it's practical for you and it's a gift to be utilized. Right? Ain't nobody going to turn down no socks. Gifts that keep on giving. Now, so gifts that keep on giving, an example of such would be if someone bought me uh, a music class, right? So now what happens is as I continue to go through this class, I'll have the ability to play music and it'll continue to give, right? Same concept if, if you give cooking classes. Again, if you give someone a cooking class with their favorite chef, what happens now is they now have the ability to cook those dishes and it'll continue on, the gift that keeps on giving. It's the thought that counts. You get an A forever. That ain't necessarily the best gift. But you thought enough of me to get me something. And it was, a, most times when you say it's the thought that counts, you talk about kids when they give gifts. You know, when they, when they, you know, they draw their pictures and they give it to you, here, you know, here you go, daddy. My son does that a lot of times. I say, oh, son, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> then there are gifts that are just nice to unwrap. They're true surprises. You weren't, I wasn't expecting this. And you just opened it up. Man, I had no idea. I had no idea. All right, so again, very simply, types of gifts. So remember these because we're going to come back to them. But I just very simply want to give you just some basis and a foundation for why it is that people give gifts and the importance of it around this time that we've been communicated from the world. So y'all bear with me again as I say. Get through it. Brother May, Brother May did all the heavy lifting. So in my mind, we're going to get out here early. In my mind. <laughs> so now we got to understand when we talk about the reasons and the types of gifts. A lot of times what we do is we associate value to people when we give gifts. Right? So <laughs> I may give my, my wife a gift. And I'm a, I may, I may, I mean, we just talk. <laughs> I, I may break the bank for my wife because that's my wife. Right? Hey, no harm, no fire. Hey, that's my girl. Now, wait, we're going to spend a little bit. So now, then you have those gifts for some folks that you work with. You know, you got to get work gifts. You know how they force you to buy gifts? What, about $10, $15? That's all you about $10, $10, $15, man. You won't get probably about a gas card. I'm, listen, let me tell you something. In my job, I'm notorious for gas cards. So that's, you know, those work gifts. You don't really, you don't really put a whole lot into it. You know, because, you, again, understand, it's not that I don't like y'all. I just work with y'all. <laughs> it's, but it's okay. It's man, so, so then you have gifts. A lot of times, what we see parents, parents, it can go one way or the other. So for me, for my kids, my kids young, everything you get them, if you buy them toys, they ain't gonna break it. So what we do is, and they ain't paying no attention, so I can say it. Uh, so what we do is, we buy gifts, and they think that it's a, it's a lot, but we made about five other gifts. Because they don't know tear. But to them, it ain't mine. I got a gift. Right? There are some parents who break the banks for their kids. Hey, listen, I, what you choose to do is on you. Just, that's how we assign our value, right? Now, I get my child a $5 gift, that don't mean I don't love them, it's just I know my child. Right? So when we associate more value to the gift based on who it is, we understand that that's how we're giving those gifts. Y'all still with me? So, again, and that symbolic communication, what we're communicating, and what, whether we know it or not, whether we choose to admit it or not, you communicate how you feel about it. Hmm? Yeah. It, it. That can be said. So again, go match that work gift. You know, my gas card, that's letting people know that I'm going to give a gas card every year. There's no surprise. 
That means people understand Gerard does not care anything about that. He's giving it because he has to. So, again, and I use that, and I'm, and I'm doing all this because I want to make sure I preface it because what we're going to do is we're going to understand spiritual gift giving. Right? Yeah. So now the season for giving for us isn't relegated to just a time of year. Amen. The season for giving for us, there's four seasons. Right? Yeah. There's 365 days within that year. Every day of our lives, when we understand what's been given to us, is the season of giving. Amen. All right. All right. So our kind of giving. This is our kind of giving, you all. John 3, 16, 17. Brother May, he, he laid it down for me, you all, so I'm going to continue on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his own son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So what we've got to do is we've got to understand what that gift is predicated on, which is love. Right? So he didn't approve of the world. Let's be very clear. He didn't approve of what was going on in the world. That's not what happened. Right. But he felt so strongly about us being happy that that's what he gave in spite of us mm-hmm. because of that love. So that's the type of gift. So when we understand gift giving and the season of giving as members of the body, that's how we understand it. That's our concept of giving. So next time somebody comes to you talk about the season, the season of giving, you explain to them truly what it means to be seasonally giving. Mm-hmm. So a parent may hate the things that their child does, but they don't love the child any less. We'll go out of our way to make sure and provide a way. Hey, listen, stop doing what you're doing. I love you. I don't like what you're doing, but I love you still. I'm going to still provide for you the best in spite of you. Now, you're a knucklehead, and I know that, but I love you, and I'm going to love you till you die. That's, and that, as parents, that concept. And that's the same thing with God the Father. We've got to understand it. Right? We've got to understand that concept. So what we've got to also understand is this gift was very, very intentional and deliberate. Right? So again, I talked about gift giving. Again, how you, I, I communicate to you all how, how little thought I give to my work friends or my work associates, if you will. But God spent time. He understood the importance of the gift that he was getting ready to give. And let's go through it. So now, Ephesians, again, chapter 1. This is what's attached to the gift that God gave. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I want to stop for a second because now there are people in this world physically who are blessed. They live good lives. Ain't no wrong with that. But understand spiritually are you blessed? Right. And remember that the gift that you receive spiritually is how you receive those blessings. Yeah. Right? So remember, when we talk about the season of giving, we've got to understand what's been given to us first. Yeah. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. In love. I want to back up some. Understand. Remember I told you all that God was intentional and very deliberate with the gift that he gave? Yeah. Verse 4 says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Listen, he knew. God knew that we were going to struggle. So what he did for us is I'm going to wrap this up for you in a fleshly body. Give it to you. And it's going to be crucified for you all because I love you all. Not because you deserve it now, but because I love you. So now our season of giving is what? Every single day. 
Verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Listen, God wants us to be happy. We've got to understand that he does not approve of the things that go on in the world, but he gives the opportunity for everyone in the world to be happy mm-hmm. according to his, the good pleasure of his will. Listen, that ought to tell you by the attributes of God. That's a loving God. Amen. Right? So we can't say that we know God without knowing the gift that he gave us. That's right. Right. Again, having predestinated us unto the adoption of the world. That means he did that a while. He thought about it. He gave it some thought. It was deliberate. Verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Listen to you all. Redemption. Forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of grace. Of his grace. Now, I want to go back to that concept of breaking the bank for somebody. Listen, God broke the bank plus some for us. You know why? Because he had it to give. He had it to give, and we've got to understand he willingly gave it without a shadow of a doubt in his mind because he understood and he loved us and he wants us to be happy. Not because he approved the things that we do or we don't do, but because he gives us an opportunity through the gift of his son Jesus. That's seasonal giving. All right. Continuing on, you all. So now we got to understand. Again, going back to that, that being deliberate and intentional. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. That means, again, going back to the he, he knew. Prudence means he was cautious. He carefully did this thing. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So a lot of times when we give gifts, we ask, if a person knows the person who we're giving the gift to, we ask, hey, what do you think I should get them? What are they like? What are they into? You know who God asked for the gift that he gave us? Himself. The counsel of his own will. It ain't no help. I know exactly what to get them. Because I, I know exactly what they need. Amen. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom he also trusted. After that, he heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that he believed, he received with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Because we believe in the gift. Right. So again, gift giving. So now when we understand, again, we got to make sure that we understand the gift that we receive because there's some reciprocity in this gift that we received and we'll get to it. Alright? Alright. So now, the gift that we received, let's unwrap it. Alright? Let's take some time to unwrap the gift that God gave us. But first of all, let's, let's back up and make sure that we understand clearly that so loved the world. The world is all mankind. So there should be no one in this world who says, I have nothing because you have a gift that is for you. My mom, we 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 love our mom and we got we buy her gifts that she asked for the things that she needs. My mom. But she's a terrible, terrible gift person, because when we get it for we'll say, hey, mom, you gonna open the gift and she'll look at you and say, no, not till I get ready, Not not till I get ready. So and I say that because. Mankind has been given the gift. Yeah. Right? All you have to do is open it because it is exactly what you need. 
Some of us have even asked for it. All you have to do is open it. So now, unwrapping our gift. Gift of grace and spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1 and 3. And we talked about that, spiritual blessings. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So when we talk about spiritual blessings, we got to know exactly where they're coming from. Right? So people, you know, that, those phrases that people like to use, oh, God, won't he do it all? I'm so blessed. Are you? And I'm, listen, hey, that's between you and God, but we've got to make sure that we understand that the gift we receive comes from obeying. Amen. So we've got to be very clear on that. We've got to be very clear when we communicate that. Because what we don't want to do is discourage anyone from believing in God and the things sure. that he'll do for them in their lives. But we also got to make sure that we emphasize the truth. Amen. So now we also get the gift of fellowship. So Acts 2, beginning at verse 40 says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they... Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and prayers. Now understand, they continued steadfastly in doctrine and fellowship. Right. So now this particular aspect of the gift that God gives us, not everybody wants. Right. Right. It's not a gift that everybody wants. Now we want everything else. Right. Now there are gifts that we have that, you know, that come in pieces. You ever see the gift in pieces? So some of it we, don't, we like, but the other parts of it, we don't necessarily use that so much. Right? So if somebody comes over and sees, you try, when they come over and they give you the gift, you try to hide it. You don't want to know that you haven't been using the gift. But when we struggle with fellowshipping, we forget that that's a part of the gift that we give it. Regardless of where you are, where you come from, your background, you are now united in fellowship through Christ. And some of us We'll give that gift back. Mm -hmm. So again, understanding that fellowship is a part of that gift. So it's not one of those gifts that we can separate and use what we want. We got to use it all. Because that's the way that it was given. He gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. Not because we deserved it, but because we needed it and he loved us. So fellowship. Get the fellowship. That's, that's a part of that gift. Now, eternal life and everlasting peace. Revelation 21, 1 through 7. And I want to go through, I want to read these. And as I read these, if you all don't mind, if, as I read through these, again, you don't have to. Some of you all might, you know, might be a little paranoid. But if you could, close your eyes as I read these. Because what I want to emphasize to you all is the true gift. All right? Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, Coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Think of when you got married to your wife, walking down the aisle, or your groom walking down the aisle. The beauty that's within that person that you're getting ready to spend the rest of your life with. There is nothing more beautiful than that bride. Nothing more beautiful than that. You are looking forward to the life, not that you have, but the life that you're getting ready to live together. Together. Understanding the beauty, adorned, draped out, got the makeup right, got the hair laid, got the suit fitting right, gliding down the aisle, playing your song if that's what you so choose, knowing that this is getting ready to be the person who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. There is no one in this world more beautiful than him or her. 
And I heard a great voice of heaven, out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Listen, you all, understand. We're not talking about physical location of the tabernacle anymore. We're talking about having the ability to worship and fellowship with God right where we stand. We'll be his people. He'll be our God forever and ever. The gift of eternal life and everlasting peace. That's right. That's right. Listen, you all. And verse 4, Revelation 21 and 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things or past Away, listen, you all, and I want to make sure that I communicate this clearly. Listen, for everyone in here who has cried, whether it be today, whether it be this week, this year, for anyone in here who has lost someone, for anyone in here now that is in pain, not just physically, but emotionally, whatever it is that you're going through, all of those things, there'll be no more sorrow, there'll be no more stressing over those things. And again, some of us right now, it hurts to move. Amen. Amen. It hurts to think about the things that we've lost, the people that we've lost, the material thing. Some of us have lost houses, have lost cars, have had to figure out our next meal. All those different things that you've dealt with in your life up until this very moment. When we understand the gift that was given and how it was given, that there gets with it. All of those things. No more. No more. No more. No more. And understanding that's what the gift. So when we talk about the season of giving, mm-hmm. every day of our lives is when we talk about that season of giving. Yes, sir. So the next time again, as I said earlier, the next time someone comes to you and says, listen, the season of giving is relegated to a particular place and time, you correct them and say, no, it's not. Because the things that I give now because of what's been given to me, eternal life and everlasting peace is why I'm doing it. And that's every single day. So, again, I want to make sure that I continue on. I got, got wrapped up, y'all. That was a good one for me. And he said, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And that's the thing we've got to understand. We serve a faithful God. Yes. Everything, listen, everything he said. I'm only just, I'm just a vessel, but that's the word. Everything he said is going to come to pass. It's true. You can bank on that. You can bank on that. Regardless of if you have an issue with me, that's fine. But the word of God is telling you that's what's true and that's what's faithful. Yes, sir. Verse 6, Revelation 21. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. That means you are not paying a thing for this. It's going to continue to flow because you were faithful to me and you trusted everything I said I was going to do. I did it for you. Verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Verse 8. But, he, but, the, but listen you all. There's a but. Mm-hmm. Oh that sounds good. But the fearful... And unbelieving. And the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth the fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, if you don't understand any of that, 
What you can do is, all the good stuff I talked about is the opposite. That'll clear it up. If, there's no, if, there's, if you didn't understand any of that, what I just said, it's the opposite of all the good stuff. So now, I want to make sure that we understand, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. So now, the gift that we've been given gives us the tools and the resources to overcome. All you have to do is open it up. All you have to do. So now, I talked about earlier in terms of our gift giving. Reciprocity, right? We talked about that. So now what do we get? So here's the thing. How many of us have received a gift that's so good? I'm talking about, man, one of the best gifts that you could ever receive. My wife hit me like that one time. And the first thing you say, man, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have. What did I do to deserve this gift? Man, you shouldn't have. Right? So what do we give someone who has given us everything? What do we offer? What can we possibly give? Now, before I say what we give, understand that there is deliberation and there has to be intent behind what we give. And that comes from understanding what was given to us. So what do we give? Romans 12. Listen, you can't get away from that. If you were looking to get away from that particular verse this morning, you got it at 9 and you're getting it again. Romans 12. Verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, that's us presenting your body, not just your body. I want to make sure that we understand what that that, uh, talks about. That's talking about everything. My heart, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my drive. Right? Everything that I am now becomes for God. Now. Everything that I'm doing physically that I'm blessed with, that becomes secondary because I'm offering up everything that I have to God. So now if I understand who I'm giving the gift to, I'm going to make sure my gift is right. I'm going to wrap it up right. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to make sure you know, I understand how much it costs to give this gift. I'm going to make sure if I got enough in the tank to give it. All those different things, and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, and be not conformed to this world, but, ye, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we do two? Verse two, because of the gift that was given in John 3.16. Mm-hmm. So the gift that we have been given is a practical gift. You know I talk about those socks? Right. The practicality in the gift that we've been given is so that we can use it to overcome. Mm-hmm. What good is a gift that is practical and gonna help you through your life if you choose not to use it? Amen. <laughs> For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And that's that check and balance. So you can't think that you're better than what you are because you didn't do anything. God gave you the gift. So now you're using the gift that God gave you. So you show enough. And you are not what you think you are. And thinking that helps you utilize the gift. So we got to understand, again, that reciprocity, understanding that what we give. So, and that doesn't, that's not gifted during a particular season. That's gifted every day of our lives. That's what we got to understand. All right. Now, gift giving requires, you know, cost. I told you about me and my wife, you know, first of all, before I go off, you know, crazy because I love my wife, you know, I got to count the coins, make sure my shekels is all right. Right? You gotta make sure you're good. You know, make sure you ain't gonna make no set in that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you but we have to understand when we give gift, we also consider the cost. Right? Mm-hmm. If I buy this particular gift, how much is it gonna cost? 
Now, can I get it cheaper somewhere else? Right. Is someone who give me a discount on it? Can I catch it on sale? All those different things we do that, whether we choose to admit it or not. You might you might give it to somebody thinking it's full price, but you don't really it's discounted. Anyway, but they don't know that. But again, what's the price? Luke chapter 14, beginning at verse 25. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life, also, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Unless you understand everything that you are now becomes solely about God. Now, in doing so, he'll take care of everything else. But you got to give all of that up. All those attachments you got. But I love her. But I love him. That's my son. That's my daughter. My, my, and every, every uh, married couple in the body has said the same thing. Older couples. They've said the same thing. They've always communicated. Listen, I love my wife, but I love God more. I remember when I was growing up, my mom and dad would tell each other that. Listen, man, what you, I love you now, but the things that you do ain't going to cause me no gay trouble. And I would listen to them like, man, what you wait, wait now? And then when I understood, listen, all of those attachments that you have, you got to get that up. Because your blessings are spiritual in nature. Cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So now what we got to understand is this. What we have to understand is when we heard the gospel, we obeyed it. Yeah, we want it. But how many of us in the body truly understood the cost? Did we really understand that he requires all of who we are. Yeah. Not half. So again, going back to that Romans 12 and 1, when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, that remain, that you got to present everything. everything. You have to present everything. Right? So again, God knows if you got, you're presenting a gift that's discounted. He knows if you got that gift on clearance. He knows if you caught it on sale. You can buy stuff. <laughs> Listen, girl. You can buy. So, so a lot of times, what I do, I, I like Amazon, right? And I look at and I, I price, I price match on Amazon. I like, to, I look at prices. So, what you can do on Amazon, and most of you all know, because I know y'all use it. What you can do on Amazon is you can buy new, or you can buy used. <laughs> if you buy used, typically it's a little cheaper. Yeah. And if you, and if you're giving it as a gift. They don't know. What are they going to do? Check your browser? No, nah, they don't know you didn't get it at a discounted price. <laughs> Who knows? But when we present ourselves as a sacrifice, God knows. Yes, sir. God knows that you didn't put your all into that gift. Yes, he knows that you didn't put your all into that presentation. He sees the rapid. He knows you're struggling with that rapid. You're struggling with that. I can't rap a lick. My wife do all the rapid. So when I give a gift, somebody see it coming from me, they're like, oh. Oof, you tried. Listen. God wants us to truly give and understand the gift that was given to us so that when we present it, that reciprocity, it's for sure. It's for real. And again, verse 27, whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Understand, cannot. For which of you, intending to build the tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it? Listen. We have to know who we are, understand the gift that we've been given, 
provides us with the avenue and the opportunity and the will and the desire to overcome. Amen. We've been given a gift that has the ability to overcome who we are. Some of us are dealing with things right now in this very moment. We are struggling, folk trying to focus on the word of God, but there are things that are beating us in the back of our mind. Amen. When, we, when we leave up out of here, the first thing we're going to think about is, man, what I got to do tomorrow. We understand those things, and, and if you say you don't, that's all you. That's between you and God. But let me tell you something. We've got to understand that God has given us a gift to not worry about the stresses Amen. and anxieties that we put on ourselves. Amen. That's us. Amen. Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation that is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Now, I want to, I want to take a second for that. A lot of us, when we go out and we say, yeah, we're members of the body, we're members of the Church of Christ, and people see us struggling in our walk, they mock us. Because they realize you don't have enough to finish. You don't have enough. The gift that you say you're presenting to, to the world, you really ain't got it. Insufficient funds. You ain't got it. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Listen, there's, there's intent, there's deliberation. I know I can't. Let me make sure that I, let me go and consult with them because that's more than what I got. So now I got to be deliberate in how I move now. Right? Some of us got to realize that we're struggling in our lives. But we have been given everything that we need. All we have to do is unwrap the gift. And when you unwrap it, take the time to understand how to use it. Man, I got an iPhone 8. Is it iPhone 8? iPhone 8? I got an iPhone 8. Y'all laughing. And I'm going to tell you why I still got an iPhone 8. I got an iPhone 8 because I ain't even figured out how to use an iPhone 8. Why would I take the time to spend the money and buy something that I ain't going to take the time to learn how to use? It's going to take about another four or five years to get another phone. I'm cool. So now we got to understand. Let's make sure that we understand what was given to us and take the time through his word. Allow ourselves to have a face-to-face -face with God through his word and understand how to use the gift. Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sent it in an besage and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he had, he cannot be my disciple. Now, but I may mention earlier, we ain't saying you can't have nice things. We're not saying you can't live a good life. But your nice things need to come from God. Your life needs to be from God because that's the gift that you've been given, a new life. So understanding the gift allows you to continue to live a life where the world will see how you've been gifted by God. It's just a matter of understanding what you got. Romans 6, again, we got to understand, we got to consider the cost you of. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Verse 11, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the gift. So now understanding that particular gift, let's continue to unwrap and understand how to use the gift that we've been given. So now, as I mentioned, some of us in our lives, our previous lives, there are some things that we introduced into our lives. 
that we got to deal with. That's on us. But what happens is, just because it's attached to your body don't mean you have to let it overcome you. Because what Jesus is saying to you, listen, I'm going to free you from that thing. Now, when you come up out of that water, listen, you are a new creature. But that body is the same. But guess what you don't have to do? You can make a decision to not do those things. Now, I ain't saying it's going to be easy. There's going to be some challenge. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be some strife just trying to fight with who you used to be. But understand, you can make a decision to be who you're supposed to be. That's part of the gift. Colossians. Again, we're just considering the cost of the gift that we give. Colossians 3, verse 5. Mortify, therefore, your members, which is, you know, kill your members. Therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So I want to make sure that I communicate this as well. So when we talk about giving, right, the, saint, the God that gives us because he loves us also is a God of wrath. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not forget that. A lot of times when we communicate, when people talk about, man, you know, that's the God, you know, God loves us, man. That I don't, listen, you better understand completely the God that you serve. Because the same God that loves you saved you through the gift from his wrath. For those who choose to not, again, there's a decision that you can make because the free gift that was given, you choose to be disobedient. Guess what you deal with? That same God that loves. So we want to make sure that we understand the duality of who God is. In which he also walked sometime when he lived in them, but now he also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now, anger. Some of us, we got some temples. Some of us, <laughs> been, some of us been in the body 30, 40 years, and we still got temples. Yeah. Some of us struggle with telling the truth. We don't mean no harm, but you know, we, you know, hey, listen, I just didn't want to tell the truth in that moment. Listen, what you have to understand is the gift that was given to you is to be utilized because it's practical in nature. Remember we talked about the socks? You can use it. It's for you to use. All you have to do is make a decision to use it. Because guess what happens? You will need that gift that was given to you to give back to God. Reciprocity. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So I mentioned earlier that when you come out of that water, you're ready for baptism. You are a new creature spiritually. But that body, right? You still, you know, that body, you still may have those same desires. But now what you got is a renewal of knowledge. Now I know, listen, the things that I, I'm dealing with, that ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm working towards, because the sanctification is the gift that keeps on giving. I am working towards perfection. I am not perfect, but I am working towards perfection because I have a new knowledge and I know the things that I was doing, I can't do. The things that I'm struggling with, I got to get over those things, but all I have to do is open up the gift. So now, how we give. All right, we talked about that. And this is, I'm close, I'm shutting it down, you all. I told you all, Brother May did the heavy lifting. How we give. So now we read this particular scripture, and we read it often, and we use it when we uh, go through the collection. And I want to make sure I give some context. Uh, church at Corinth, I want to make sure that we understand that uh, 
it was mixed with rich and poor folks. So there was never, if you read it, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was never an amount. You give this particular amount. This is the amount you give. Right? It's always talking about what's in your heart to give. Yeah. Yeah. So now we understand if I'm poor, you know I ain't got it, but I'm going to give you what I got. Right. Right? If I'm rich, I got it, so I'm going to give you more because you gave that to me. Right. So I want to make sure that we understand that context. In the, so it was a mixture. So when it, there was never an amount given. It's just what's in your heart. That's right. Uh, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Mm-hmm. Now, some of us have been given the gift of salvation, the free gift of salvation, and we still struggle in our lives because we're not utilizing the gift of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're trying to figure out why am I still struggling in this particular area? Why am I still struggling in this particular relationship? Well, what are you sowing? Right. Are you just haphazardly throwing some on the ground, hoping it's going, hoping that it grow? Yeah. Or are you taking the time to get on your knee, making sure that soil is ready to receive? Well, yeah. Are you taking the time? Are you putting in the work and the effort? Yeah. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth. Forgive us. So now, again, I talked, I prefaced it by saying we talk about that when we talk about the collection, but let's let's dig a little deeper in this moment. What are we giving in our everyday life? The season of giving, which is every day for us. How are we giving? Right. How are we giving? Right. Are we giving grudgingly? Come on. That means I don't want to do it, but I'm gonna do it. I don't want to. I'll come on Sunday. But I want to. But I'm here. I told you all before, my name ain't gonna be on that list. But I'm here, grudgingly. When my time is needed to help out with a particular work in the kingdom. Come on, man. Come on. Do I want to do that? You you need me? Did you call anybody else? Did you call me first? Come on now. When there is a work that we need completed and we make excuses and we duck and dodge what we communicate to God is how much he means to us. Amen. And that reciprocity ain't working both ways. Right. Because he showed what, he, what, he mean, what we mean to him. Right. But right. now what we'll do is in our personal lives, mm-hmm. we'll give everything we got. Oh, I got to get to work, y'all. I got to make sure I'm sitting at my desk at a particular time. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure the performance that I give is top notch because I know I'm being watched. But I give everything. I, I gave 110 on that. Plus, uh, but grudgingly, mm. when God has given me eternal life, yeah. peace, and salvation, because I have not taken the time to be familiar with the gift that was given to me, I give because I think it's a choice. Mm. Romans 12 1. We quote that. That's yeah. a, we quote yeah. that. We quote that. Yeah. Front, back, side to side. John 3 16. We love those verses. <laughs> but do we understand what we're supposed to be giving? Have we considered the true cost of our discipleship? Mm-hmm. So now, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that he always having all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. What that's saying is, if you give everything, he's going to give it back to you. Amen. That it's almost laughable at how simple of a concept it is. Yeah, yeah. Right? We always associate money with that. Listen, that's your life. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is your life. Give of your life. Give everything that you've got. Give your relationship with your wife to God. Give your relationship with your kids. Give it to God. Give the relationships that you have at your job. Give it to God. Guess what he's going to do for you? Give it back to you. Give it back to you. But how much do we value that gift? And when we present ourselves, are we communicating to God that we have accepted and truly understand the gift that he has given us? So that's it, you all. I, I, and I hope that something was said here this morning to encourage. Uh, I listened uh, to Brother May this morning talking about giving and, and just the emphasis this time of year. We've got to understand what it truly means to give. The world can't dictate to us, can't dictate yeah. to our families yeah. what it means to give. Yeah. Because there is a value that they associate, but the value that we associate has been assigned by God. So what we have to understand is that when we go out and communicate, again, Brother May said, share the gospel. Listen, that's the best gift that you can give anybody. Yes, sir. That's the best gift that you can give anyone. So if you're here today and you have not yet given your life to Christ, understand, I used the example of my mother earlier about uh, how she likes to wait to open gifts. And a lot of times, as I said, there are gifts that she needs, gifts that she's asked for. All you have to do is open it. Mm-hmm. The word of God has been given to you today. Yeah. I am, again, as I said, I'm just a vessel. Amen. If you disagree with me, understand that all I've communicated was the word of God. Amen. Hear it. Receive it. Whatever it is that you're wrestling with in your mind, whatever thing that you are uh, having just a hard time letting go, let it go. Because what you'll get back is far greater. Amen. Obey that gospel. Yeah. Because what we can't guarantee is 15, 20 minutes down the, round, down the line. We think that as when we leave here, we're going to do this later on in, in life today. Come on. We don't know. The only sure guarantee that we can give you is the time that you have now to obey his gospel. Yeah. Everything else, don't worry about it. We got you. Yeah. If you got questions, ask them when you come up out of that water grave of baptism. Sure. Yeah. We'll work through it. You're not going to know everything. But just know this for sure in this moment, you have an opportunity right here as I stand. And if you have been given the gift of salvation and received it, and and you're struggling in your presentation to God, you have not fully utilized the the applications that God has given you through his word. Understand that you also have the ability to correct. Everyone in here has something that they're dealing with. Everyone in here. And that's the beauty of having fellowship. That's part of the gift that we've been given. Understand that we'll pray for you. God wants everyone to be saved. And he also wants everyone to be happy through his son, Jesus. Give him the opportunity. Give it to him. So again, I trust and pray that something has been said uh, as Brother Foster comes to sing the invitation song. Uh, but I just trust and pray that uh, there, everything has been said and you've received it in such a way so that the next time someone communicates to you a particular season of giving, you have the ability to communicate them. Every day of our lives is when we give to God.
Amém.